everyone, and welcome to the Forward Thinking Podcast. I'm here with Charlie. Hello. Chrissy from CS2. And we're going to have another rewind this week. So this week, <laughs> Charlie just uh, was doing some uh, DJ rewinding there <laughs> that no one saw, and I'm really happy they didn't. Um, <laughs> um, but we're going to be covering uh, our past episode from 2020, which is five ways to win over sales. Um, so we're going to chat about those tips that we gave and anything we missed, and then you can listen to the podcast. So, um, Charlie, what do you think? How'd we do two years later? I don't want to big us up too much, but <laughs> I feel like we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we listened to it and I was like, honestly, it's still perfect. So, yeah, I mean, all of those things, um, are still valid and maybe even more valid than they were even back then yeah um, i think you know we can go through them now uh, we're going to play the whole episode in a bit but we can give a high level but i think they're all definitely still things companies either struggle with are currently working on should be working on um and and yeah i think there's all ways that the marketing ops team can help their sales team totally I think everyone will kind of see some of the the topics and it, a lot of that is around prioritization and what mm -hmm. we give sales and the data and how we connect the buyer to sales. And I think it's proved to be like even more important like in the last two years. I think the way that people buy is so different. And a lot of that is just a person who's doing a lot of research, you know, going on to community, stuff like that. And so it's really important that we rethink maybe how we send prospects to sales, um, how we capture intent, like how much intent the person has before they get in contact with sales. Um, because that's what buyers expect. They, it's very rare they would want to talk to sales before they're really ready. Um, but then also how they do that. So once someone is ready, they're usually pretty ready. They want to talk to sales right away so how do we do that and and we talked about that then mm -hmm. and it's just still very important now um i will say that one thing we didn't touch on was just maybe around the volume of like who we send over to sales mm -hmm. for qualification and there are a lot of brave i will say marketers that are making the changes or have done the changes where they're really focusing on high intent leads and just sending those over to sales and not just capturing, you know, you know, web content downloads or something and then sending those to sales and and seeing the impact on their revenue and just improving the customer experience overall. Um, but also that wins trust with sales. So um, I think we didn't add here, but really thinking through maybe how you want to split up your funnel have like high intent lead funnels versus not like your outbound versus inbound. And maybe from your inbound funnel, you can also think about, do we want to reduce the number of MQLs? Like there's, there's a lot of data and that you can capture for intent, but also, you know, if you just have your salespeople focused on people who really are showing a lot of intent or are ready to talk, um, it just, you know, improves things. Of the the goal with marketing now, though, is to try and educate, you know, or give ways for the prospect to really understand 
your product and the value like all on their own, you know, before they even fill out a form. So that doesn't mean putting forms in front of a, a download or whatnot. So mm-hmm. that's the shift. And I think um, a lot of get you know, good marketers have to start to make that shift. But um a lot of orgs are still really scared too because they see, oh, our lead numbers are going down. But like, really, does it matter that you have a bunch of bad leads that aren't entering your funnel anymore that are taking up your sales time? Totally. And it's interesting because we were obviously talking about this a couple of years ago and it's still very much a hot topic now. But even I remember back at my first Marketo um, uh, summit and people were talking about it back then back in like the early 2010s and like how the buyer's journey I remember like seeing a slide for the first time in where was it San Francisco or was it Vegas I forget San Francisco yeah okay um you know 66% of the buyer's journey is anonymous yeah like they don't want to speak to sales and I was was, it kind of blew my mind at the time but that's probably well over 10 years ago now or probably about 10 years ago now yeah um, but it was still having this conversation 10 years later saying, why are we gating things when like kind of this low, low value, quote unquote, um, why are we sending everything to sales when they're not ready, when the people aren't ready? You know, what, what is the purpose of this? And I think we, the, the best thing you can do for yourself, and, and, and I guess it probably was a miss actually, because we didn't really talk about it too much in the video then. We talked about other things, but back in twenty, back in twenty twenty. Um, but one of the things I think you can do for a sell, your sales team as a marketing operations person is build that business case, because it's very easy just to say we should stop sending so many MQLs, and because I heard uh, someone post about it on LinkedIn. But if your business is very reluctant to do that and they're getting cold feet, you have to kind of prove it to them. And that's where splitting the funnel comes in, where you can say, okay, here are the high intent conversions from our demo and trial and um, contact us, et cetera. And here are all the others. And we're, you know, within our you know funnel tracking, we're setting, you know, what was the trigger for sending to sales, whether it was one of those two types, like if you call it tier one or tier two, and then you can track the conversion rate for, those different types of MQLs to, you know, meetings and opportunities and close one business. And what you will show is in 99 times out of 100 is that there is a huge difference in conversion, Mm. huge difference in conversion rates. Yeah. And therefore, if you can, if, if you could just turn off the MQLs that are coming through from these other sources, you can show them what they would lose. And probably they're not going to really lose anything. If anything, Mm. they're going to gain because their sales team is going to be more efficient. So if you can build that business case and really help yourself, because your sales team are probably complaining about it anyway. They want you to do this, right? They don't want to follow up on a white paper download most of the time. So if to help your sales team, you help build that business case. Yeah. Um, but I think everything else that we said in the video around making sure you don't have a leaky funnel, like you've kind of got your order of operations um you know, very well built out. You've got your sequence of processes built out, your synchronization between your marketing automation platform and Salesforce is is working properly. And all of those foundational pieces, that's key. You know, the speed to lead piece is key. We mentioned instant booking. That's, you know, lots of company uh, vendors now are investing in that type of technology, like lean data is entering that space. And um, 
I forget, there was another Ringley. Ringley, they're entering that space. Like it's kind of getting crowded because they know it's like, it is just an instant improvement in conversion rates mm -hmm. and very valuable. Um, and then giving sales the right data and automating some of that sales engagement, but not too much. Like they were the five things that we came up with. That is all still true. But I think that one, one bit about reducing the number of MQLs is probably where we could have elaborated more. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, everyone should just listen to the, to the podcast. Yeah. And what else did we miss? <laughs> let us know what else you missed. But um, yeah, if you're looking to win over the sales team or really just, you know, just in general, just do better marketing or marketing's part <laughs> um, and make sales job easier, which is part of our, our job description, I would say, um, then take note of these five steps. Um, so yeah, we'll roll into the full episode of five ways to win over your sales team. Okay, so today's episode is actually the first of a special series that we're doing, which is five ways that marketing ops can win over dot, dot, dot. Um, and we're focusing on departments or people in the organization. So today we're focusing on how you can win over sales. Um, a reason why we're doing this series is because a lot of people don't understand what marketing ops does. And we think that they don't really get the value, um, or, or recognition that they really deserve. Um, and mm -hmm. within the organization and a reason is because you know they can sometimes be a bit siloed but they do have a lot of customers that they're helping across the organization and the best marketing ops team leaders really work cross-functionally with those groups and deliver based on like what their goals are and so today we're focusing on five things that you can do to win over sales so they can be one of your champions inside the organization so Let's just get straight into it. So the first one, Charlie. Okay. Yeah, so first one is about a leaky funnel and not having a leaky funnel. So a lot of times you might have several different issues that are causing leads not gets, not ending up in the hands of sales. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna be the reason why sales isn't getting high quality leads like a demo request or a contact us or something like that just because something's broken within your marketing operations process. You don't want to be the scapegoat. You know, sales needs to make sales need to be confident that every lead is being delivered to them, and you need to be able to be have that confidence too, so you can sleep well at night. Mm -hmm. So there's some common culprits just to look out for, but I think really auditing that process from a lead arriving in your marketing automation automation platform and then arriving in the right salesperson's hands, and this, like I said, there's a few things that can cause issues, sync errors. Right, we've all seen them, especially with Marketo and Salesforce. Mm -hmm. A lot of times a lead might be in Marketo, not end up in Salesforce for a while or even ever based on a sync error. And that is just not acceptable. You need to make sure they're getting into Salesforce and routed. Mm -hmm. um, talking about routing, there could be routing issues, right? You might not have your lean data process set up correctly, your assignment rule set up correctly. You might even be assigning from your marketing automation platform. So you gotta make sure all of that is buttoned up and leads are getting routed to active reps mm -hmm. and the right rep. And then um, there could be lifecycle or scoring issues, right? You might not be scoring people appropriately. You might be scoring on the wrong field. 
your lifecycle process might not be um, MQLing all of the appropriate people. And then that therefore wouldn't be kicking off your routing rules. And partly uh, you know, on the same story there, you might have issues with your enrichment tool. So if you're enriching in Marketo, for example, you know, are you enriching all the right fields? Are they being scored? Is that data then um, you know, getting that, the score up on that person to be able to MQL correctly? You know, are the right leads MQLing and then getting to sales? You've got to make sure that process is just seamless without error and work every time. Yeah. And I think there, you know, there's going to be cases where some things go wrong, but I think the we want to aim for the majority of it going right. And these are foundational things. And before you even add on any like crazy stuff, you need to like get your foundations nailed down. That's really the basics for winning over sales, just making sure they get the people to follow up with. Yep. Um, so on that note, the second thing that they, you can do is create a process for faster and better delivery of your leads um, to sales. And so, you know, the first thing to do that, you know, make sure you surface your best leads or hot leads and send them straight to sales. So really kind of identifying what those sources are, whether someone books a meeting on your website, like through Drift or request a demo or contact us, you need to make sure that the time that it takes for that person to then MQL, get to um, a salesperson is fast and seamless. And then on top of that, the best way to do that is also to alert because you want to think about also you know, sometimes salespeople are, you know, out of town or sick. Um, and so having an alerting system, but also having um, kind of like a manager copied on those alerts sometimes too is, is great. Um, but, you know, making sure that it's actionable um, and giving them an alert. I, I think that Slack alerts are really good. Um, once you're sending over a bunch of email alerts, they just get kind of lost and you're, you know, you're, you have to, rely on it even getting delivered to them. And then sales reps tend to just ignore them. So you don't want that to be the reason why leads don't get followed up with. Um, and then, you know, you could also just start that process right away from them, like, you know, automatically triggering them into an outreach or sale, sales loft sequence or cadence um, so that they could just go in, you know, complete the first step, but they know that every hot lead based on that source is going to end up into a place where they can easily follow up with them. Yeah, I think these first two are so important right now in a time where you know, economically there might be some issues that are causing you know, lower lead volume to sales, mm -hmm. like less people in market buying your product. So if that's the case, you can't miss an opportunity, right? And the last thing you want is marketing operations to be the reason why you missed an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so then, so the third one is make sure that you know, once you've, you've got that whole process now down, you need to make sure they've got the right data. Mm -hmm. um, these days we are spoiled with data. There's yeah. data coming out of our eyeballs. We've got data everywhere. So, but it's making sure they have the right data and it's actionable. Mm -hmm. So things like intent data, um, there, there's my, my call coming up, but things like intent data, right? You, there's lots of different tools for intent data now. Um, you've got to really make sure that the data that you are surfacing to sales with intent data is actually relevant and actionable to them, mm -hmm. right? Like surging or something that's more current and has some like recency to it. Yeah. Um, but then also 
helping them build out their contact data, right? Sales are on the phone all day, they're sending emails, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with inbound leads, they've got a lot on their plate. Um, one of the things that a lot of times we try and get them to do is to build out data for target accounts. But you know, you're gonna be their best friend if you help them do that, right? Maybe you go into Zoom Info, maybe you go into whatever contact tool you have, find the target account data, get that in, help them build out those target accounts that you have persona coverage across all of the accounts for them. Mm-hmm. Then meaningful activity data. It's not, as good, it's not good enough just to be like, okay, we've got MSI, it's got the data in there, right? Sometimes they're not gonna be looking at MSI. Sometimes you've got to build you know, better lead and contact views that's gonna show them things like lead grade, have the intent data, behavior data, everything they need just on one page mm-hmm. to be able to see who, who should I call today? Who should I target today? Um, and then help them also build out, you know, if, you, if you've got an ABM model, target account insight dashboard, right? Mm-hmm. You can create it either for a team, for all of the sales team, for individuals, for groups of target accounts, however you wanna build it. But helping them know that when they come in on a Monday, Tuesday morning or whatever day it is, they know who to prioritize and why and they have the data to go to action. Totally. Yeah. There's the next step to getting them to love you is not only receiving those people, but also understanding what they need to do with them or having Mm -hmm. insight into how to better follow up with them or personalize their efforts and that's the the next step. And we do have a, a bunch of that data at our fingertips we can use. So fourth thing, um, this is pretty simple, you know, give them the option to book directly with sales, you know, with them. So um, there are tools that you can leverage for um, booking directly with sales, like a Calendly, Drift, Chili Piper, um, you know, relatively low cost um, tools, um, but can make a world of a difference. Because right now, once a buyer wants to reach out to you, um, they 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 pretty much have done a bunch of their research already. And so they're really interested in meeting. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, limiting the back and forth um, of ha- over email or having to like be the middleman to set up that meeting, um, is you know so much better and i think the drop-off rate they've even proven um can be reduced that way so yeah gets rid of the lag time and really captures and people are interested and gets the time onto their calendar without the the runaround for both groups and i have a good story on this one actually for one of our clients i was looking into different abm platforms and for them and i went to the the common players there and you you would recognize all the names i'm not going to call out (laughs) the name that I had the issue with, but they, I, I filled out all of their contact us forms and I filled out, say for five different companies, three of them got back to me same day. One of them took a little bit longer and one of them kind of like never really got back to me. Right. And I had a customer with their checkbook out ready to buy one of these platforms. They, they needed it quick. Mm-hmm. And I think I even said that in the, in the contact us form. So, but if I had the option to be able to book time with the rep, they, I would have been able to just book time with the rep, had a great experience, had that call, and then and then maybe that that uh, company would have potentially won that business. But because I had that bad experience, we could just completely rip, wrote them off. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if they can't even get back to us, then what kind of support are we going to get through the sales process? What kind of support are we going to get when we implement? Um, so yeah, you've you've got to make people. If people are interested, you can't. You it's fr- you need to have a frictionless system to deal with it totally and if people want to talk to you 
and you see maybe a title that doesn't fit your normal buyer, still give them some time to figure out why they want to be with them. Like even if it's a consultant, it might be someone looking on some other, you know, groups we have like that scenario. So really making sure that, you know, you're, you're giving those people the time of day if they're saying they want to talk to you. Yep. Um, all right. So the last thing, um, is, uh, you know, how can we really make sure where the salespeople are putting their time is going to be super useful. You know, we always tell SDRs or salespeople, make sure your follow-up is personalized, really do the due diligence. But, you know, marketing's goals tend to be pretty high. They're generating a lot of interest. They have a lot of people coming in inbound. Um, or MQLs, but then they're pushing their sales team to really do personal outreach and then do enough outreach. And then you can think about, well, if you're a salesperson, you're like, how do I do all of that? How do I make sure I give enough touches to all those people? How do I make sure it's personalized, but also still meet my numbers that are like growing and growing and growing? And so um, really, I think we can take a tiered approach with that follow-up and mm -hmm. marketing ops can help um, automate maybe some of the outreach that a, a rep would normally do, but for some of your like lower level leads. And so you know that at least all leads are being, you know, qualified. Um, but the really cream of the crop um, are surfaced to them so that they can do a more personalized effort. Um, it's something, you know, digging into the account, finding other people at the account that they can reach out to. And this will, you know, give them the freedom to do that, but still know that, okay, well, at least I have all these other inbound leads that are at least being followed up with on my behalf. And you can automate that through outreach or sales off sequences using Conversica, um, or even like an automated nurture set up in your system. And so um, that's something that I think some people are starting to think about doing. Um, it doesn't mean do that for all your inbound leads. I think, you know, that kind of defeats the purpose of having your sales team really give them the autonomy to, you know, have good due diligence on those top tier leads. Yeah, for sure. So to summarize, make sure I don't have a leaky funnel. Yeah. Faster slash better delivery to sales. Actionable data, not just, you know, too much data, too little data, actionable quality and enough data. Being able to book direct the sales and an automated sales engagement for lower tier leads. Yep. There are five things you can do to be your sales best friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tune next time. I think for the next one, we're going to do um, how to win over your CMO. Yep. We've got others along the lines, how to win over the customer marketing team, the field marketing team. Um, if you have any other ideas on, on how to, on how this win, how to win over series, then just let us know. Yeah. Have a good one. See you Thanks next time. Listening.